in 2002, the Cleveland Cavaliers preparing to draft maybe the greatest player of all time, LeBron James. And two members of that current Cavs team, Darius Miles and Carlos Boozer, said that LeBron James was just going to be a cog in the wheel off the bench on a 17-win team. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 12th episode of the Agreeable Casuals podcast. I'm so glad to have guest Ben here today, along with Brayden. Ben, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. I'm Ben, live in Chapel Hill, huge NBA fan, sort of a huge Hornets fan. It's been a tough few months for us, as you can uh, guess, based on some headlines recently. Yeah, excited to talk some NBA today. We would like to send Ben our condolences, though, for the last few months of being a Hornets fan. The last few years, maybe. Over it. <laughs> Good. Awesome. So today for our episode, we will be ranking the most delusional quotes of all time. So we'll do a sort of a tier system where we have five tiers, which are ranked in order of the delusion level of the quote, and then 39 total quotes to be placed into this tier. So it may be a longer episode, but I promise you won't want to miss any of the quotes. So we have our five tiers ranking from least to most deranged. So the first is unrealistic. Second is confused, third is delusional, fourth is neurotic, and then five is deranged. And after each quote, we'll discuss which tier belongs in. But Braden, would you like to start with the first quote? Yeah, I think this is what makes the NBA the best league in the world, is that what happens off the court is arguably more entertaining than what happens on the court. And so we'd really like to highlight some of these unfortunate happenings that occur off the court to give you a taste of what the NBA is really all about. And at the end of the episode, we're also going to give you an all delusional team. So be ready to to look forward to that. Our first quote um, comes from Monta Ellis, who says that he is just as good as Dwayne Wade. Fun fact, Monta Ellis is a net negative for every single year of his career, except for one. (laughs) And, like, what's so amazing about this quote to me is that they traded Monta Ellis and the Warriors became a dynasty the next year. Like, it is <laughs> unbelievable how much he was holding that team back. So like, when, when Draymond Green told Dylan Brooks, the dynasty starts after you, do you think he had Monta Ellis in mind to come to that conclusion? He had to. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's a good catch. He definitely did. <laughs> Speaking of Dylan Brooks, our oh wait, we, we need to rank it, actually. So in our tier list, where do we think that this first quote belongs? I would say delusional. I was gonna give it a three as well, delusional. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good starting point. Kind of a baseline to give our listeners an expectation for what, what is to come. Well, that being said, we now move on to a quote by Dylan Brooks, a more recent quote, where he stated, we own the Lakers in every aspect of the game. 
which is really interesting considering Dylan Brooks averaged 10 and a half points per game in their six game series loss to the Lakers this past season while shooting 31% from the field. <laughs> I just think it's a little bit ironic on his behalf. It's amazing too, because like he was the primary defender on LeBron a lot of that time. <laughs> and like LeBron's LeBron, right? But this is like old man, my kids are going to college, LeBron, and LeBron cooked him <laughs> like I've never seen another player cook another player. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget LeBron's Instagram post right after that series. I think his caption said something to the effect of, if you ever see me wrestling with a grizzly bear in the forest, help the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Brooks poked the bear, and um, yeah, Dylan the villain, he's making his money in Houston, but he will not be contending for a long time. I think he's still averaging about 10 points a game, too. <laughs> so that being said, I think he fits into confused territory. <laughs> I mean... It happens. You, you, know, you see the bright lights. It's the playoffs. You haven't been there a lot. It gets to you sometimes. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Although, I don't know. Every aspect of the game, now that I'm rereading the quote, that's pretty <laughs> intense to lose the series. I mean... That is fair. Do we know what game he said this? Like, after... I don't. I think it's important to keep in mind here too that the Grizzlies were the two seed here playing against the seven seed Lakers. That's, that's true. The seven seed had to get in the through the play in Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. But I mean, regardless of whatever he said it, is it any better if he said it game one versus game five? Like they were losing regardless. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, maybe we should bump it up to that three spot, a delusional. Delusional? Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. We might see more of a bell curve with this one. <laughs> Perhaps. All right. Number three. Derek Rose said the 2016-2017 New York Knicks are a super team in the league alongside the KD, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. The team, the Knicks, consisted of old man Carmelo Anthony, old man Derrick Rose, sort of injured Chris Stapps Porzingis, old man Joakim Noah, <laughs> old man Courtney Lee that even the Hornets didn't want, <laughs> Brandon Jennings. Fun fact about that team, they went 31 and 51, which honestly is better than I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I mean... Way they exceeded expectations they are a super team <laughs> i could get along with that but then like you add the kd warriors part to it which is like <laughs> arguably the best team ever constructed <laughs> i could get there with a five pretty easily <laughs> i mean the knicks are cursed and they've been cursed for 25 years 30 years you can't go around saying stuff like that about a cursed team. Fair. So you're, you're leaning, like, deranged? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is an amazing quote. If he didn't add the KD Warriors, I would say it's neurotic. But, yeah, that distinction, I think, bumps it up to deranged. 
I'll I'll throw out my take on this. Okay. I think this is a one simply because this is just like classic old man yelling <laughs> at the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it comes with the territory. It's just what happens. He was crazy wrong, but because he's old, we're gonna go easy on him. <laughs> I will be there one day if I'm not already there. We'll see a lot more. We even have old head quotes that are a lot worse than that. So I think a one. Okay. You're going with one? I can respect that. Yeah. Was he mentioned in the Last Dance documentary? I can't remember. I think so. Because wasn't he like Jordan's best friend or whatever, and they traded him to the Knicks? Potentially. I like that was part of it. And Jordan was like, why'd you get rid of this guy? (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like maybe he saw like a brief mention of him in the last dance and maybe his ego was partially inflated. Not sure. I mean, Ooh. mine would be the last dance was sick. True. Yeah, well, we can go with unrealistic for this one. So our next quote is when LeBron said he would enact playoff mode in the 2019 regular season, but instead the Lakers went 3-12 and 12 after the quote and thus missed the playoffs. <laughs> For those unfamiliar at home, I think it's important to note that that was a big thing up to this point where LeBron would be like, during playoff time, go in playoff mode. I'm not touching social media. And then he would just like drop 35 point games back to back to back. So in context, this is pretty funny. Yeah, I, I think the last time LeBron went into playoff mode was the game that he scored, like, 50 on the Warriors in, which, like, maybe is one of the greatest games. It's probably the best game I've ever seen played. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're expecting more than 3-12, and especially because that Lakers team was not garbage. Was this a tweet from LeBron? Is that correct? (laughs) Oh, did he say that in a tweet? I don't remember if it was a tweet or an interview, but... I feel like it was, uh, like, a locker room interview thing. Okay. But it's been so long, I can't remember. No, he said it in an interview. There's an interview? Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, we probably could do a whole episode about LeBron interviews themselves. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like there were some outside factors that played a role in that 3 and 12, leading me to want to give this one just a 2. But I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on that as well. I was leaning that way also. Yeah, I think two is fair. It's not crazy because, like, he probably could have done it had he not gotten hurt. But, you know, it's just the timing of it is pure comedy. Uh, In the 2016 playoff series between the Detroit Pistons and Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers, Stanley Johnson said that he had LeBron right where he wanted him while being down 2 0 in the series. Fun fact, the Pistons ended up getting swept. (laughs) I just want to talk about what an incredible achievement it is they got swept. Because, like, sweeps don't happen that often anymore. Because, you know, game three rolls around, you're up 3-0. You're just kind of like, hey, man, let's stay out late tonight. Let's not worry about practice. You're not super locked in. Let's give these guys their dignity. 
they couldn't even do that. Like, they just got worked. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly an interesting decision to say that, especially considering the player saying it, Stanley Johnson, maybe one of the more irrelevant upper first-round draft picks, right? Like, honestly, was he even – I think he was probably starting on this team – but I bet he wasn't top five in scoring. Like he was not uh, yeah. a player. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's tough. Yeah, I'm pretty sure LeBron has never blown a two zero lead in a playoff series. So, <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. If, if, if we're talking about Chris Paul here, I think that's a great quote. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is LeBron. Hey, man, my guy Chris Paul did not ask for this. He was not in this. Oh, he'll be coming out later. Oh, no. I'm feeling a three or four. What do you guys think? Mm. That 2016 Cavs team was amazing. I think think a four is justified here. Okay. Like, that was peak Kyrie. Yep. It was, like, good Kevin Love. Peak Tristan Thompson, LeBron was still like pretty unquestionably the best player in the league. Jr. was getting buckets. Yeah, that was a good team. Well, I think our next quote honestly has really deranged potential here. Um, <laughs> Latrell Sprewell says he can't take a pay cut down to a three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract, so we're giving him seven million a year. Not enough because he has to feed his family. Fun fact here, the average spending on food at home is about $5,300 a year. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's unquestionably a five. Deranged. Yeah, I know. I I have no defense. I couldn't defend it even if I wanted to. Yeah, this is pretty bad. And I mean, considering that Latrell's career was not like right now that's a a lot of money for that time too yeah so it's true certainly an interesting decision on his behalf to say that (laughs) but yeah i think we can all agree it's deranged our next quote is by rajan rondo and he said that he could beat usain bolt in a race and in case you're curious on usain bolt's fastest speed it's 44.72 kilometers per hour which is insanely fast. <laughs> That's wild. Here's what I... I might go that this is a five, but I could also go that this is like a two. What was the context in which Rondo said this? You know, if you're just like hanging out with the boys, you know, you get to the point where you just start kind of saying stuff. You start being like, I, I could like fight a bear or something like that. It's just part of the game. In that context, this is a two. But if he was just like after a game talking about this, clear five to me. The man's name is Usain Bolt. (laughs) Doing a little bit of research into it, I think he kind of sounds like he was being serious. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I don't. 
maybe I don't remember this all that well, but like, was Rondo remembered for being fast? I don't really remember him be having like the John Wall Westbrook kind of reputation where like speed is one of their things. Yeah. I feel like he was pretty speedy, but definitely not Usain Bolt fast. Yeah, if you're not even the fastest point guard in the NBA, why would you think you'd be faster than the fastest man on earth? Yeah. But he was definitely never like Darren Fox fast. Yeah. That's true. What do you guys think? I don't know. Maybe maybe confused since we don't know the exact intentions. Yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. In 2002, the Cleveland Cavaliers preparing to draft maybe the greatest player of all time, LeBron James. And two members of that current Cavs team, Darius Miles and Carlos Boozer, said that LeBron James was just going to be a cog in the wheel off the bench on a 17-win team. (laughs) Fun fact, LeBron was LeBron. Unquestioned Rookie of the Year. At least the best player since Jordan. Again, maybe the greatest player of all time. Averaged 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists per game. And was an absolute beast on defense. It's so tough, man. <laughs> I think at one point in one of those videos, I don't remember if it was Boozer or if it was Miles, but one of them said that, like, we already have players better than him at his position. I'll have to come in. Yep. yep. And I'm like, I didn't see any Spurs players saying anything like that about Wimbanyama. I just, oh, I don't that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's it. pretty bad. Yeah, really. They won straight up 20 more games just by adding LeBron. He over he, he doubled. That's crazy. This is one of those that like I don't want to be too tough on him in the moment cuz like you never really know with a a prospect. But knowing how it turned out, I yikes. It's almost hard to give it anything lower than a 3. And I feel like you could easily justify four or five. I was leaning toward neurotic a four. Okay. The only thing that doesn't put it in deranged for me is that I feel like, you know, some emotions can play into it. Because if your team sucks and then people are just asking you about how someone else better than you guys obviously are, are coming onto the team, I mean, I wouldn't want to answer positively. But like you said, Brayden, That's like, fair. they weren't talking like that on the Spurs, so I don't know. This next one's honestly just kind of funny. Josh Smith, I don't care what the percentages are. I know I'm going to make the shot. Fun fact, Josh Smith was a 28.5% three-point shooting for his career. What I love even more about this is, like, for any NBA fans listening to this, do you even know who Josh Smith is? Can you picture him in your mind? No, you can't. That's how irrelevant he was. He's a good dunker, right? Yeah. Great three-point shooter, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney oh, respects the confidence, kind of like a 
a Kobe slash Dion Waiters kind of confidence, but just nothing to back it up. Yeah. Here's the one thing I will say in his favor. I'm pretty sure Josh Smith in that infamous Clippers Rockets series where like James Harden had like totally flaked the game was over. I'm pretty sure Josh Smith was the guy who hit like six threes to bring him back in the game and beat the Clippers. Doing things to Peyton right now. (laughs) So like maybe he was only talking about it in that specific scenario. Like he's going to make the shot Mm. when his superstar quits on the team and he's, you know, (laughs) playing some of the biggest chokers of all time. Oh, I'm so glad you brought up that example, Ben. That's such a good example. Just an incredible moment in NBA history. We can never <laughs> take that away from him. It's kind of making me want to just go with confused here, but Peyton, I'd love to give your thoughts, given that you are very familiar with this example. No, I, if anything, I'm re- leaning unrealistic after Ben's argument. Where it's like, <laughs> there were times where he was like... Kyle Korver out there, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, at his moments, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, like, like yeah, that's just unrealistic. Obviously, you don't want to keep shooting if you're a terrible shooter, but sometimes it just goes in. So, yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> So are we good with unrealistic or are you guys still hold on confused? I'll defer to you on this. Unrealistic sounds fine to me. But like un- unrealistic with like the asterisk of, you know, that Clippers Rocket series was amazing. <laughs> so our next quote is from Rashid Wallace saying that LeBron couldn't play in his era, which <laughs> the fun fact is that LeBron did play in his era and completely dominated Rashid Wallace, knocking him out of the playoffs twice, including his 25 straight points explosion in 2007. And for some added context, that exact incident is a moment where LeBron like didn't pass to anyone else. He just straight took over the game and scored 25 points on his own, which is insane. So... I think that's a little bit of denial from Rashid Wallace. What do you guys think? Given that it's the same era, again, if this was like the Charles Oakley thing and it was old man yelling at young kid, I'd be a little more lenient. But like they played in the same era. (laughs) And I don't know if it could be understated how amazing 25 straight points is. Like, I wonder how many times that's happened in the 15 years since. I bet it's not much. If at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is incredible. Yeah. Oh, this one's pretty bad. It's pretty indefensible. I'd say at least a four. Yeah. I like a four for this one. Okay. Especially when you consider, like, LeBron had been in the league four years at this point. Like, they, they knew what was up. There yeah. was no, like, oh, LeBron, who's that? <laughs> and I think Rashid Wallace retired in 2010. So that's a good seven years of playing the league together. 
and watching LeBron just murder dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like, how much further back does he expect LeBron to go and to have not been good? That's delusional. Or neurotic, I should say. Yeah. There you go. Carl Anthony Towns, center for the Minnesota Timberwolves, said, I feel like when my time's up and I retire and I put the shoes up, I feel like there's people that's going to say I changed the game. (laughs) I don't even know. The fun fact here is just like the before and after picture being the exact same. And that's like the league before towns and the league after towns. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. Patrick Beverly on his podcast, which Kat was on during this episode, <laughs> says that Kat is the best big man in the league. Our fun fact here is that Pat Bev seems to be forgetting that Jokic, Embiid, and Poku all exist. <laughs> so, Ben, we are well aware that you're pretty passionate about Carl Anthony Towns. So you put together a list of big men that you would take in front of him. Would you like to uh, tell us about this list? Speaking of being odd one, when I saw this, it must have just set me off for some reason because <laughs> I did some research. And I decided to list all the big men that I would take before Carl Anthony Towns. And I got our tier one big men, Jokic, multi-time MVP, NBA champion, Embiid, MVP, Giannis, multi-time MVP and NBA champion. Then our second tier of Bam Adebayo, Anthony Davis, Jaron Jackson Jr., Sabonis, Draymond, Gobert. Then tier three. We're going to keep going, folks. (laughs) Jared Allen, Chris Tapps Porzingis, who was on the Wizards, Miles Turner, Nick Claxton, (laughs) DeAndre Ayton, Evan Mobley, Wendell Carter Jr. Please stop me when you want Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> that wizard spray was crazy. But um, where would you add to this? Because this is before the Chet versus Wemby game. Would you add either of them at this point? Or is that a little oh, premature? I would take both of them in a heartbeat over Towns. Do you actually mean that? Honestly, yeah, I do. Wow. <laughs> like, I love Chet. I'm a Chet guy. Chet brings it on both ends of the court. True. Yeah. Chet is, like, spicy without being ridiculous. <laughs> when Benyama, as I said, you could make an argument he's already a better shooter than Towns is. Yeah. And his defense is clearly better than Towns is. Like, I might be 5% joking, but not any more than that. (laughs) Yeah, so based on the list, I would say that there's at least five other guys here that I'd probably rather have than Kat. Is that fair, Brady? Okay, five. Wow. That's Uh, amazing. I could get probably seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm the delusional one about Carl Anthony Towns. No, I don't think so. You need to rank me. (laughs) Wait, do you think all of these guys are better than Cat? 
Like Clax? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Probably not all of them. <laughs> Miles Turner, no. <laughs> but like, probably take everyone else, yeah. Okay. I will say, I'm the biggest DeAndre Ayton believer that's still left. He can play. When we talk about NBA players, I think we really, like Luca, for example, we really tend to neglect the defensive side of the floor. Which cat is a complete liability there. So yeah, I, th- I think there's an argument to be made. Yeah, and I will say I do heavily favor defense, especially from centers, because I feel like if you don't have a center that can defend the rim, you're just gonna get shredded in the NBA. Yeah. See yeah. the Thunder last year without Chet, mm-hmm. and like it changes your team when you get a guy like that. But, you know, the Wolves had to trade five first-round picks to bring in a guy because Towns couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. I'm thinking this is neurotic. No, I mean deranged. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I can get with that. I rest my case. <laughs> so this next quote is by Patrick Beverly again. He's just catching all the strays. You had he said this to Stephen Curry. You have the last five years, the next five years are mine. And the fun fact is that Patrick Beverly has never made an all-star team, nor has he ever made the finals since this quote. And Stephen Curry continues to be an all-star and be the best player on a championship team since then. Ugh. I, he said this while he was still with the Clippers. It was so embarrassing. Like that's so bad. Why would you ever say that? Like just uh. I uh let's play let's play an NBA on TNT game for a moment. Okay. Who does Patrick Beverly play for? Do we even know? I know where he is, but I'm biased. Oh, I honestly have no idea. I couldn't even guess. I think I know where he is. Do you know Brady? I know. I remember him being with the Bulls at the end of last season, but he's no longer. I don't know. I don't know if I know right now. He's with the Sixers. Oh, that's right. That's my heart in the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a fall from grace. Yeah. Yeah. So. This might also be like a five. I think it's deranged as well. Yeah. (laughs) At a press conference, LeBron James says the Heat will win more than seven rings together. If you remember, not one, not two, seven rings together. The fun fact for you guys here is that the Miami Heat only won two rings before LeBron was like, this team's never winning again. I'm out of here. It's 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 tough, man. Yeah, I want to give him a little bit of grace here because maybe he was just caught up in the moment with all those fans and it was a big event that he was trying to get a lot of hype. Um uh. I don't know. This is peak ego LeBron. Like right before, right after the decision. Yeah. 
nobody likes this version of LeBron. I don't know if he, if anything, I think that makes this worse. I think I'm siding a little bit more with Peyton on this one. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he really screwed Cleveland over with the whole way the decision happened. And then to go into the Heat fans and say all this and sort of flaunt it this way. That's tough. Mm-hmm. And then especially when you combine it with like the infamous collapse that happened that year in the playoffs. Yeah. Man. It's like literally the one time in LeBron's career, except for the thing we mentioned earlier, <laughs> where he hasn't like brought it when he said he would. And this one is like the magnified version of it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess promising seven rings and then only staying for four years <laughs> is uh, does not. <laughs> I'm feeling delusional. I I was thinking. Yeah, that. I think it's good. I want to say Jalen Brown said something similar a few years ago. He he said the Celtics would get five, and I think they have two more years to get five rings from when he said that. So, fuck Celtics fans out there. Tough beat for Jalen Brown and the Celtics from just having players lie to them. He said he'd have five championships by age 28, and he is now... I think he's 26. Yeah, 26, so it's physically impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Did oh, he birthday coming say NBA championship rings? Could he have been talking about other rings? No, he said five championships. Oh, he said five championships specifically? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas said that the Celtics would have to bring the <laughs> bring Brinks trucks to play to pay him a new contract. Fun fact, due to his injury, he never saw a contract above a minimum again. You know, I respect his hustle. I love how anytime somebody gets hurt, he's on Twitter saying that he should play for that team. <laughs> but it's, whatever he gets offered is not going to be above a minimum. It's really true. Uh, his hustle unmatched. He's a five on hustle. Um <laughs> I don't know. If he doesn't get injured, do we think the Celtics actually pay him that max contract? They have to pay him a lot, but maybe not a max. I mean, he averaged, what, 30 a game 2017? And yeah, gave up 30. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, like, he's definitely getting paid a lot of money if he doesn't get injured. So I would say unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that, too. Now we have <laughs> this one is so fun. Okay, another Carl Anthony Towns one. Something happens when people go to Minnesota; they just lose it. I don't know. <laughs> but Carl Anthony Towns said the Timberwolves making the playoffs out of the play-in was more special than the Nuggets winning the championship last year. And the fun fact is that the Timberwolves lost in the first round in five to the Nuggets. 
So <laughs> this is definitely like a shame one where he's just embarrassed because he got destroyed. Do we think Carl Anthony Towns, given the other quotes that he has said, is capable of feeling shame? <laughs> Just like that meme, what happened to shame? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... Here's, that's here's where I'll argue in favor of my guy, Carl Anthony Towns. There was a pretty competitive 4-1 series. Like, it kind of felt like the Wolves were a little scrappy. It was an interesting, fun series. You know, they gave him more trouble than the Heat did. I, you know, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not advocating for anything crazy, but I'm just saying maybe not deranged. He might have even been referring to the year before when they... Um, just that insane play-in win they had where Pat Bev like threw his jersey into the crowd. Mm. And... We're mixing up crazy Carl Anthony Towns quotes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many and they're so similar. <laughs> You're right, because wasn't this the year that Jimmy Butler was on that team and they like snuck into the playoffs? No, this was just a year or two ago when they yeah. they beat the oh, okay. they beat the Clippers <laughs> in the play. <laughs> And um, Pat Bev threw his jersey into the crowd. Aunt Edwards like stood up on a table like he was Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah, that yeah, hilarious yeah. video to that right. the man song by Aloe Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't Pat Bev like rip his jersey and then throw it off or something? <laughs> <laughs> you could swear they won the chip with that one, but <laughs> if you watch just that video, you probably would think they did. And yeah. so let's see how they think that in their minds, but this was the Nuggets' first championship in franchise history. Correct? Like, that's a pretty big yeah. deal. I don't know if winning one play-in game is quite as special as <laughs> bringing the Larry O'Brien to Denver for the first time ever. This feels delusional. Yeah. I feel like, especially for Towns, this is just garden variety delusional. <laughs> I don't think you can ever stop growing as a coach or as a person. It's a fact. If we're going to win, you can't keep doing what you're all, what you've always done and think you're going to get different results. You have to do something different. A really inspirational quote by Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers, in case you're not familiar, is one of the worst coaches to ever coach in the NBA and is famous for not making adjustment and is now out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Not <laughs> Just a in Doc Rivers. That might not all be statistically true, but regardless, I just think it's a very ironic quote coming from him. Yeah, I mean, being the the championship belt holder for most 3-1 leads blown is pretty is pretty tough. It would yeah. be nice to see that growth he talks about, though. <laughs> All these teams felt that way. No, I mean, he just said this, too, like last year. Man. 
Yeah, if it was something else that he's notorious for, this wouldn't be too bad, but it is that lack of adjustments and the blowing of the leads. Pretty bad. I I lean toward delusional, but I'm happy to hear what you guys have to say. I'm feeling confused. Just... Yeah, I'd go a little softer on this one. All right. Yeah, I mean... He also, like, has played with notorious just, like, game chokers in general, like James Harden and Chris Paul. So, regardless, I don't know if it's just a him problem at this point. Well, believe it or not, we have just so many, I believe 38 quotes to go through, and there's just not enough time to do it for one episode. So, we're going to have to split this into a two-part episode. Um, so, we're going to wrap it up here with part one of delusional NBA player quotes here on the Agreeable Casuals podcast, where if you can't convince us, you can't convince anyone. Be looking forward to uh, part two coming up soon.